This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey there, cat lovers. Welcome to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Katherine Prim, and I'm a small animal veterinarian and crazy cat lover. So as you know, I love to make this show fascinating and fun, interesting and educational. And today I have with me Dr. Angela Briggs. She is a veterinarian, and furthermore, she is a veterinary dentist. So we are going to learn a little bit about dentistry in the animal world and a little bit more about Dr. Briggs. We'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. As I mentioned, I have with me Dr. Angela Briggs. Hi, Dr. Briggs. Hey, Dr. Kat. Thank you so much for having me on today. So I'm very excited to talk with you about this because I feel like I still practice and I feel like people do not realize how important dentistry is for cats. And so I want to to just educate them and I want to have them know as much as we can share with them during our time together. But first, I want you to tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as you said, I am a practicing veterinary dentist. And so I am practicing in the Nashville area. And so basically what that means is I, first and foremost, went to veterinary school and received my degree for that. And then after veterinary school, I did a residency that was three years long. And then I had to take multiple tests in order to become a board certified veterinary dentist. And so I get the honor and pleasure of being able to see my patients for various reasons. I get to see puppies when they have malocclusions or teeth don't line up properly, or kittens that have early changes along their gum line. And then I also get to see all of the patients throughout their entire lives for various reasons. Okay. So, and I also want to put in a plug for our mutual veterinary school, Mississippi State. Dr. Briggs and I are both Mississippi State Bulldogs. So I got to do a shout out to that. So yes, go dogs. Exactly. (laughs) Hill State, we both as veterinarians had to have a bachelor's degree and then four years of veterinary school. But you're explaining that you went on and did several additional years, correct? That's correct. And so I actually, me personally, and a lot of veterinary dentists kind of take this route 
but I was in general practice for a number of years. And then I just caught the love for veterinary dentistry, just being able to see how quickly I'm able to help these patients for a disease that is often hidden. And a lot of owners have no idea, one, what's truly going on within their pet's mouths, no fault to their own, but also just the idea of veterinary dentistry. I, The number of clients that I have come to me on a weekly basis that say, I had no idea that there were specialists in veterinary medicine that exclusively worked with dentistry and oral health care. Well, I share your love and fascination because I I don't know, I'm kind of like you. I like to see fast results. I like to know that I'm helping. And and I get a lot of positive feedback when we do things to address dental health because people didn't know. So I agree. I love that. And so I'm so glad that you mentioned that. So I do want to talk a little bit about specifically pet dental disease. Can you tell us maybe what are some of the common things that bring a cat to you? Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, there are some diseases that affect cats of all ages, even starting out as kittens. It's really important to be aware of potentially what's going on and the signs to look for because sometimes We see these strange symptoms or these clinical signs, and sometimes it points directly to the oral cavity when you understand the disease process, and sometimes it doesn't. So when we look at kittens, one of the first places that we see disease in the oral cavity of kittens or cats under a year and a half or so, we give it a term, and it's called juvenile periodontitis. And so we exclusively use that term for cats under the age of 18 months, so about a year and a half, but they will get advanced bone loss to compare to a healthy cat of their similar age, but also they get pretty significant gingivitis or inflammation of the gum tissue. And so sometimes owners are seeing where even these young cats and kittens are having trouble eating normally, or they may be refusing certain foods and treats because it's just hard and abrasive on that really sensitive gum tissue. And so fortunately, a lot of those cats will outgrow that disease process after about a year and a half when we kind of assume or consider their immune system to be better equipped to handle normal oral cavity bacteria and the plaque that is within our oral cavity at all times. So that's a disease that specifically affects kittens and young cats. And then probably two of the most common diseases that we see in middle age to older cats are feline resorptive lesions. We now call it tooth resorption, but a lot of people still call it feline oral resorptive lesions and stomatitis, which both of those can be extremely debilitating and extremely painful for our feline friends. Well, I see a lot of those last two and just in my general practice, but I don't want to skip over the juvenile thing because I think that people think kittens don't really need to see a veterinarian. And so would this be something that an average kitten owner would be able to perceive if they were looking? 
Yeah, absolutely. And and this isn't necessarily one of those disease entities that absolutely has to be referred to a veterinary dentist. It can be really well managed with most people, everyday general practitioner, depending on the equipment that they have. And so one thing is absolutely having intraoral dental radiographs on these guys when they have their first oral procedure to diagnose and to treat their underlying periodontitis. And the importance in that is so that we can get an idea of any potential advanced bone loss that these guys already have. And unfortunately, even by a year and a half, some of these cats have so much inflammation and then secondary bone loss that we are having to extract certain teeth. Fortunately, however, that's not often the case. And a lot of these cats really respond well with frequent cleanings during that first year to year and a half age. Every three to six months is sometimes what we kind of have to do for these guys. And again, knowing we're only talking about a year to a year and a half. So even saying every six months might be two or three cleanings, which is insignificant in the long run, if we're able to really save these teeth. So is there any link to other diseases like feline leukemia or any of the other things that that might encourage my listeners to get their kitten into the veterinarian and be assessed. Is there anything like that? Absolutely. And so we don't necessarily associate feline leukemia and other viruses like FIV as a cause for these disease processes, but we do know that they absolutely exacerbate them. And so especially when they have any immune issues like those cats that have FIV, any disease that they have within their oral cavity can absolutely be more significant and a lot harder to treat and to get a good resolution regardless of of what that treatment might entail. And so having those thorough examinations you know, routine blood work to evaluate and to check for those viruses is absolutely imperative. Yep, that was what I wanted you to say. And I, my <laughs> listeners all know that check I the always, boxes. <laughs> yeah, always say communicate with your veterinarian, get your cat to the veterinarian, because we all know that cats are not seeing vets. So any opportunity that I have to get my guests to say, hey, go see your vet, I definitely jump on that. Absolutely. I want to take a quick break, though, and then I want to come back and talk about older cats, adult cats, and then maybe some senior cats. So we'll be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet 
Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. Dr. Angela Briggs and I are discussing feline dental care and feline dental disease so that you can keep your cat feline fine. Had to throw that in there. So, um, all right, so let's get back to what pet owners, cat owners might want to do to help save their cat's teeth. So as far as saving teeth, when we talk about cats that don't have significant underlying diseases that we need to be talking about doing surgical extractions for, I think the most important way in order to maintain proper oral health is one, frequent evaluations with your veterinarian because most cats are going to be a lot more amenable to evaluations in a clinic situation versus knowing that they can basically get away with a lot of more resistance at home at times to that and just making sure that everything looks really good within that oral cavity we do also recommend annual cleanings, ideally if the patient is otherwise healthy, of course, and that would also include those intraoral dental x-rays that I kind of mentioned earlier. And again, the importance to that is being able to evaluate the actual root of the tooth, but also any disease that hides underneath the gum line. And once all of those check out and look great and we don't need to do any type of surgical extractions or medical management, then it kind of falls back on the owner and those people that are living with those cats all day, every day in order to start some at-home oral health care. Well, I love the opportunity to do an anesthetized dental cleaning and dental radiographs because not only is it awesome from a dental standpoint, but it really gives me a chance to get in that cat's mouth in a way that I wouldn't with, with it being awake. So I certainly encourage that for my clients as well. And I'm glad that you mentioned that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I think some people don't necessarily realize the extent of the oral exam that has to be done and can only be done under general anesthesia, unfortunately, for our pets. And the reason being is I have yet to meet a dog or a cat that will let me literally probe and measure any periodontal bone loss around every single tooth just sitting there wide open. You know, most a lot of adults and children won't even let human dentists do that. Right. And it could potentially be painful and you're not going to know until you're in there. And um, so I don't want my listeners to be afraid of the anesthesia. I hear that a lot in my exam room. You may not, by the time they get to you, they're ready. But I hear that there are fears from the anesthesia and anesthesia is really good these days. So I don't think that should be what stops you. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I do still see a number of clients that have some reserves about the idea of anesthesia or that fear. And I think a lot of it is the fear of the unknown. You know, it seems very foreign to them. A lot of times when we're talking about anesthesia, other than for kittens and puppies, when they're first getting spayed and neutered, you know, a lot of times those anesthetic procedures are revolving around big major issues. And so when we talk about anesthesia for dentistry, I try to make sure my clients, one, understand 
how safe anesthesia is these days, but also too, it's really so much safer if you consider the idea of doing routine anesthetic cleanings that prevent us from then having to do one major oral surgery that takes significantly longer, induces more pain just from the nature of the surgery. And I think that kind of helps a lot of clients understand the importance or become more comfortable, I should say, with the importance of routine anesthetic dentistry. I have people ask me, you know, what would you do when I suspect that there is something painful going on in the mouth? And I say, you know what, if I was living with pain every single day and my doctor offered me a chance to be free from that pain, but there was a small risk of the anesthesia, I would say, take the pain away. And that really helps convince people. And you probably have things that you say as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think I think you hit the nail on the head just you know, this is a chronic disease process, unfortunately, for a lot of cats. And, you know, being able to remove that dull, chronic aching can be life-changing for these guys. So how often do you think a general practitioner would find something that needed to see you in routine dental care? How many patients of the the at-large population do you think have something that needs you? I would say for our cats specifically, we would probably be looking around 30, maybe 40%. A lot of the disease process can be treated with general practitioners, absolutely, especially when we're talking about selective extractions. Um, I think that when we start to talk about cats that have comorbidities or underlying disease processes, especially cardiac issues or kidney issues that a number of cats will have as they get a little bit older, it can be really beneficial to have a veterinary dentist performing whatever oral procedure is necessary, one for experience and speed, but a number of us also have board-certified anesthesiologists that we work with these days. I know we do at our clinic, and it is, it's a game changer for these older cats that sometimes need a little bit extra hand-holding under anesthesia. Um, another big reason for referral to veterinary dentists and oral surgeons are those cats that need full mouth extractions, especially when we talk about cats with caudal stomatitis, or that is that disease process where in the back of their mouths where their jaws meet are significantly inflamed. And unfortunately, because we don't understand the full disease process of it, and we're getting closer and closer and we're studying it more and more still, but right now our best option is full mouth extractions typically is the blanketed recommendation. Every once in a while, we can maintain the canines if the stomatitis isn't severe. But again, for speed and for the ability to know that we have truly removed every root portion in these cats, which is imperative in order to help the disease hopefully resolve, um, that is another big reason for referral to our clinic. Absolutely. 
and that disease is excruciating. So yes, I refer those a lot. So, okay. So how many times have you heard, if you extract all of her teeth, how will she eat? Have you ever heard that? I have. Oh, that's something that I hear every day. And it's one of my favorite questions because it is such an easy question to answer. Because one of my ways that I love to phrase it is not only do these cats survive without their teeth, but they thrive. These cats are in so much pain and discomfort. They often have really lost a lot of their excitement for life, their energy, and we're able to give that back to them. They don't care what the food is. They will still eat those crunchy kibbles if they really are prone to preferring that texture over soft food. They are incredible creatures. I agree. I've heard a lot that people had no idea and and I gave them their cat back. And so, yes, I encourage everybody to get your veterinarian to look at your cat. It's just such a game changer. I want to kind of wrap it up, but I want to sort of ask you for some little tips. So my basic cat loving listener and has a normal, healthy adult cat, what are some tips besides seeing the veterinarian? Do you have any preferences for types of treats or toothbrushing or food or any astounding tips you can give us? Yeah, absolutely. So I applaud those cat owners that can and are willing to brush their cat's teeth. Those people get all of the gold stars in my clinic for sure. And there are also a lot of cat owners that just look at me and laugh if I were to recommend brushing their cat's teeth. And that's okay because we got a lot of tricks up our sleeves. And so Fortunately, there is a really great website called vohc.org, and that stands for Veterinary Oral Health Council. And so they're an independent council. They don't test these products on the market, but what they do is set up a certain set of standards, and then those products get independently tested and they have to be tested multiple times and all these boxes have to be checked in order to get their little seal of approval. And so I always say, if we're going to take the time, put in the energy and spend the money, let's choose some products that we have at least an idea are really doing what we want them to do. And so there are a couple enzymatic pastes on there. So for those clients that don't have the ability to brush their cat's teeth, but maybe they could wrap a piece of gauze around a finger and just wipe the enzymatic paste at the gum line. The nice thing about enzymatic products is it does a lot of the work, pun intended, under the gum line behind the scenes for us. And so that way we don't actually have to work that hard in that oral cavity and kind of stress the cat out sometimes. And you know, it's not worth it if it's a stressful event for the owner and for the cat. And so that website and their list is amazing because it tells them or it tells owners where they can get these products, whether they're available through their veterinarian or just through consumer online in stores, but also various products starting from the toothpastes to water additives to crunchy chews and treats. And so those are absolutely my top recommended products. Excellent. Well, okay. So what if 
some of my listeners want to find out a little bit more about you or about veterinary dentists at large, can you give us some places they might look? Absolutely. So the first place that you can look for veterinary dentists in your area is on the AVDC website, and that stands for American Veterinary Dental College. And we have a whole list of every board certified veterinary dentist on there, not only in America, but in Canada, as well as in Europe. And so that's a great place to start. We also have some links in there about diseases that they may be wanting some more information on, like caudal stomatitis or tooth resorption. And if clients are in the greater Nashville area or just want to look up um, more information about my clinic, it's called Your Pet Dentist. And like I said, we are in the Nashville area. That is excellent. Thank you so much. I am just really thrilled because there are not that many veterinary dentists. So I am just grateful for you to take the time out to talk with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for bringing all of this to light too. I think that obviously I am extremely passionate about veterinary dentistry and and oral health, but I think that it is such an easy topic to become passionate about. And I think that the more that we help our clients understand how important it is that everyone's going to win. Well, it's a quality of life issue. So I do have people say, well, do you think she's in pain, doc? Well, when it comes to dental disease, I kind of do. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so, well, thanks again. And of course, I always thank my amazing producer, Mark Winter, because without him, we would not have nine lives with Dr. Cat. And so I want all of my cat-loving listeners to go ahead and look up the things that Dr. Briggs shared with us and also go out and have a perfect day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.